Hey, hey folks. Welcome to Shenanigans with Biscuits and Gravy. Hi, Gravy. Hi, Biscuits. Oh, wait, no. (laughs) (laughs) You always get on me about that. Say hi, Gravy. Hi, Gravy. See? (laughs) Changing shit up. You're messing me up, man. Oh, yeah. I'm a creature of routine and habit. I, I try to, but yeah. Can we tell the good folks about what just happened before we went on the air? (laughs) I don't know why this is getting to me like it is. Okay, go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. You mean the menorah or the dog? We can talk about both of them. Okay. So, Biscuits was telling me how nice he's he's got in his area now. It's nice and clean. And I told him that I had mine kind of decorated with some Star Wars figurines. And apparently he has a, a giant menorah. Breast. Those of you who don't... Breast. Yeah, well, a giant. I didn't say the metal type, but well, yes, it's, it's also it's, brass. It's brass and it's heavy. Yes. Brass and heavy. He said he could kill somebody with it. <laughs> and I said, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that because they made a game about it. <laughs> biscuits in the conservatory with the menorah. Because of those, those of you who don't know, a menorah is a, a very large candlestick. It holds many candles. How many candles? Seven. Seven. Really? Seven? Why did yeah. I think it was eight? No, that that's that's horseshit. It's seven. It's one in the middle middle and three on each side. Why did I always think it was eight? That's Hanukkah and, and actually that was huh? that was changed. Hanukkah used to originally be seven and they just added it at eighth fucking yeah, they just they screwed that up. <laughs> I take it we'll talk about that a different time. <laughs> No, I man, we can talk about it now. I mean, it's it's there's actually significant meaning. There's like you know, like double fold of significant meaning when it comes to the 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 menorah because you have uh-huh. it's a candlestick and it's it's. I mean, anybody here that's uh, uh, Jewish or Christian, you know, you obviously know it was in the temple, and I think the one that was in there was like five or six feet tall. I can't remember, but you had one. Uh, you had one stick, uh, one one candle in the center, and then you had three on each side. So you uh-huh. got your seven, right? That's seven, you know. If anybody can't figure that out, six plus <laughs> one, that is seven, okay? You made me laugh through my nose. I blew snot out, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So All right, the other one, the Hanukkah one, is technically nine because they have one in the center and four on each side. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, with uh, the Hanukkah celebrates a battle, or I think it was like the Maccabees or something, if I remember right. But whatever it is, you know, like with the eight days, they decided that instead of using the seven, they were going to add like a different one. But that came over time. They still, with celebrating that dedication or uh, that battle and everything, using the, you know, seven candle menorah. You know, one in the center and three on each side. Later, okay. someone else, some rabbi down the road was like, hey, we're going to do, you know, we're going to make it a nine candle. Which. Nine. Yeah, there's no reference off of, you know, basis other than, you know, they decided, hey, we're just going to do this. Which hmm. I, I do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Wow, that just seems like a huge switch to me for. I mean, oh no! I mean, it's just like Christians that are saying, "Hey, let's let's take Easter or let's take Passover and 
first fruits and let's turn it into this pagan idol worshiping thing called Easter. Well, yeah, because that's how you get the pagans to join a group. You know, right. give them a good holiday. Yeah, so I mean, that's kind of. I mean, you you give me a couple holidays, I might just join up. <laughs> <laughs> but the second thing, drunken debauchery uh, and slaughtering baby infants. That's this. I'm so good with both of those. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but my my compatriarch, when we were getting ready, he uh, he was getting his dog out of the room. We know he has cute doggies. And he goes, there's a bone out there for you. And the, the dog ran out. And literally, when he came back and sat down, the first question I asked was, was there really a bone out there for that dog? Because for some reason, <laughs> I don't know, I was like, he lied to that dog. <laughs> and then, like, you, I, I'm sorry, you could lie to almost anybody in front of me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good with that, whatever. But for some reason, right there with the dog, it just hit me. I can't believe he lied to that damn dog. Like the dog ran out there all hopeful because he heard that one word they might all recognize. Boom. And he was like, and he's out there. And I bet you right now he is just getting so disheartened. Like he's just walking around like he said it was out here. The guy doesn't leave me wrong. Like he picks up my poop. That's a good dude. Like, ah, oh, I can't believe he lied to me. He probably, like, somebody else took the bone. And now he's blaming somebody else. So now he's creating the sense of animosity in the dog. It's just building it. It's going to go freaky with it, tell me. Hey, you you worry about my dog more than I worry wow. about my dog. I, I just took that to a level. And, 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 and I worry about my dog a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I can see the nose poking out of the door. <laughs> see, he's like under the door. He's like, dude, there's no bone. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> you you want to hear what's really messed up? Like two or three nights ago, uh, oh. they were chewing on a bone in the bed. And I was like, okay. They're going to slobber all over everywhere. I was like, no, no. So I took the bone and just left the bed as the window. I just set it right on the windowsill. Of course, the oh. wind's, wind's blowing, you know, inside. So it's blowing the smell of it <laughs> to the dogs. And they're just like, where, I smell it. Oh, where, where is dude, it? That cold <laughs> I was tired. I didn't want to get up. I just reached <laughs> over and set it down. <laughs> if you were smarter, you'd figure it out. <laughs> your head back down well the uh let put it this way boba is the small cute one she's the pamper princess and moose he's the was small and he's a lengthy small dog some weird combination of chihuahua and terrier He's not too bright. We think he. <laughs> we, we we know he grew up on the streets. Right now, his age and dog years, he's like in his teens. Okay. So I mean, and now he's neutered. So God knows how many you know, whatever the hell he had beforehand, but he right. grew up on the streets. You know, he 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 looked like a rat. Yeah. With longer fur. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, he he was he was our little dumpster dog, and uh, 
we think he might have gotten beaten up, probably got hit by a car or something, because his eyesight's not the greatest. There's like a scar going, you know, a, on both eyeballs, going from oh. one side to the other. Um, oh, his, he probably did get hit by a car, the poor feller. The sense of smell is just completely off. I mean, yeah. you could drop a piece of food down right in front of him. It's going to take him a minute to figure it out. My, oh, really? I mean, meanwhile, <laughs> my other dog, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> On it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, they both dogs, they kind of balance each other out. He's the goofy one. He can't learn to close his mouth when he breathes. Um the small one, she just looks cute. You can't get mad at her because she's going to do something cute. And then she's going to be like, touch me. Mm. Awkward silence. Well, I'm reading about your uh, your dog's possible frontal cortex injury. Oh. Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Lesions in the brain can cause problems in problem-solving, spontaneity, memory, language, uh, initiation, judgment, impulse control, and social and sexual behavior. Jesus, maybe I have these injuries. Oh, wow. Probably same here. Right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> my dog and I got something coming. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Okay. Oh wait, did did you did did, did I just oh hey uh, give me a call on your back. Wait, did you just type that? Huh? No, no. 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 There we go. Um, I'm sending you. Okay. You see my profile picture there on the uh, the wonderful world of Snap, or wait, what is that? Instant or Skype? God dang! <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, yeah, I'm pulling it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah. Yeah, I see it. Okay, and you see the rest of it now. Hang on. My computer's from 1994. Yeah. Open you... image. Yeah, open the image. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I didn't need that. Oh, now my computer's pulling it up like really big. Oh, no. no. Stop. Don't stop thinking. Stop saying, get on the X. <laughs> and if you guys don't know, you Skype the your picture profile. It's like round. So... If you have one like I do, it's like a um, vertical <laughs> rectangle picture, and it'll only yeah. take part of it. So he, he missed the great part of the picture that I had changed, and it just happened to have a, a something falling right out of my pants. Yeah, it did. That's little, gross. little sack with two balls right in it. I thought it was uh -huh. funny. What's I, worse is it matched. I, I keep looking at it. It <laughs> <laughs> It matches. It's it's like a traffic accident. You got to stare. Oh, yeah. It matches your skin color so good. Like I'm looking from that to your inner arm, and I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> that is on point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should put it on my Facebook. 
No, because then you'd get banned and we'd never be able to talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, that looks legit. <laughs> okay. Trim off some of your goatee, a little bit of that Elmer's glue, and just throw that at it and let it stick. Boom. <laughs> oh, God. Man. Yep. I don't I don't know if the collar matches the cuffs, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know in some gingers it doesn't. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I'm going to spit that out, you prick. Speaking of ginger, you know, uh, um, if you ever think about it, okay, and I learned this just the other day, a ginger is like the black person of white people. Okay, an awkward comparison, but go ahead. Yeah. Let's say if you take all the white people and let's just say all the white people are different, you know, ethnicities or whatever, you know, you got, let's say you got your blondes, you got your brunettes, you got your whatevers. Well, you have this little category of gingers. So Very basically they're, they're, you know, in a, in a relation to, you know, <laughs> stereotypes, gingers are like the black people of white folk. Like you guys... How so? Like, you don't feel pain like we do? (laughs) No. Because I have heard that. I have heard that gingers, it takes more for them to feel pain. I I was talking about, like, stereotypes as far as, you know, where we're shit on a lot compared to the other white people. Oh, okay. I don't don't know how you guys are crapped on so much, though. Like, is is it harder for you to get alone than me because I have dark hair or because I have less hair? Uh, oh, to get a loan? Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's a that's a comparison there. Well, I got good credit, so I'm not worried. Well, I got good credit too. Well, I bet mine's better. I, I'm sure. <laughs> I have impulse control issues. I have a frontal lobe injury. <laughs> oh yeah, same. Wait, you or this me? Because is... I know I do. <laughs> I was talking about me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <clears throat> so, so you are a small percentage of a group already being a ginger, and then from there, you're even a smaller percentage of a group of people who've joined the military. So, what is it in America? I think it's what point four five percent now of the American population has served in the military. Oh, and two so, different branches. Don't forget that. Yeah, and and that's an even smaller amount. So, my God, you are the minutia of white people. <laughs> okay, you have no clue what my new shoes. Like, sure, y- you are the smallest amount. You are the nano white dude. The nano white dude. You are a ginger who joined the military, served in two branches, and lives in Hawaii. And does multiple volunteer works. Yeah, but now you're breaking it down more and more and more. Let's let's keep it with it. <laughs> and who has smelly feet? Ah, oh, come on, that's most gingers. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of smell like cottage cheese has been sitting out in the sun all day. I would love to see you go to that. Where, where do they have that festival every year? Like Holland or. I don't Norway? know. I, I've heard there is one, and I, I don't know where. I would need to look that up, though. That is interesting. If you ever went, I would want to go with you, but I would dye my hair like fire engine red. <laughs> and I'd walk around like I fit in. 
<laughs> but I'd have a spectacular tan while doing it, so they'd be really thrown off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People will think there's a second son in there. Oh, my God. Dude, I saw pictures of me when I was in high school. I was so friggin' dark. Oh, I miss that Arizona sun. Any hooter. 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 Gotcha. Hooter. Hooter. So to the table today, I'm bringing the story of the Philadelphia dungeon kidnapping. Insert ominous music. Da-da. Hold on, hold on. And go. Are you trying to get an erection or something? What are you doing? Because you were like, and go. And then you sort of make a noise. I was like, what are you doing there? I just had a visual. Just a pep talk to Pepe? That that. I, my visual just made it so much better. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad your visual did. I have to look at a picture of your balls. <laughs> I'm getting sound effects, a visual. I got everything I need. <laughs> it's the worst porn ever. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Oh, my last fish died. No. Yeah. What happened? I have not a clue. Was it like, did they get the ick or anything? or? No, he just died. I, I, I'm not sure what happened. Just found him. Was he nose down, belly up? How had it go? No, he was just kind of laying on the bottom because he's one of those type, like sucker fish. <gasps> oh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleaner fish. Oh, that's a bummer, man. Yeah. That sucks. I, don't I know you like that guy. I don't even remember his name. That's okay. I don't even think you'll, I named him. You'll get over it. <laughs> I already did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, oh, I, I went to go see Joe Coy uh, on Saturday. Who is that? You don't know who Joe Coy is? What do, what do you want from me, man? Oh, man. Okay. I can name everybody in Paw Patrol and PJ Masks, though. <laughs> Okay, folks, I'm going to give you, like, just a couple-minute clip here of one of Joe Coy's skits. Stand by. I'm half white, half Filipino. That's what I mean. Which means my dad was in the military. <laughs> That's not even a joke. That's real shit. A lot of soldiers were fighting for this country. My dad was dating. I'm his purple heart. My dad would say borderline racist shit to me when I was a kid. Borderline racist shit. But I knew he was joking. It's my dad. Just sitting at the dinner table. was like, you know why I married your mom, right? I'm like, why? Because I love Chinese food. He's Filipino, Dad. <laughs> Whatever. Rice is rice. <laughs> what the fuck? Rice is rice. That's so racist. 
Okay, we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, Rice is Rice little skit by Joe Coy. Unfortunately, Gary didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. No, you did. But I hear it was fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> but I will hear it. Yes, yes, you will. Yes, I will. Joe Coy, he's a Filipino uh, comedian, kind of half white, half Filipino. He's one of those guys where, you know, in the Vietnam War, his dad was, well, while everybody was fighting, his dad was there dating his mother. And, uh, yeah. But he's funny. He came out here. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean by, by What do you mean by everybody's dating his mother? Well, let me think so about it. If you, and... Well, think about it. If a guy's half white... His mom's Filipino. His dad's white. More than likely, he was in the military. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't know if you meant like he was there as like an attache or something else, like in the area doing something. Because while you're saying like while people were fighting the war, he was there wooing a woman. I was like, well, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I was trying to make a joke, and it went really bad. No, it's sorry. I yeah. Get it next time. I'll get it next time. Yeah, I'm I'm a ginger. I can't make jokes. So <laughs> look at carrot top, huh? That's twice you almost gave me shit out, man. <laughs> now he's a funny dude. Dude's a funny comedian. I saw him last year, and uh, matter of fact, November twenty fourth um, in Hawaii is called Joe Koi Day. But uh, uh, that's cool. He, he's a funny one. Um, his skits are hilarious. Uh, saw him last year. Saw him again this time. He had four shows out here. They all sold out, and they were um, uh, they were actually recorded. So his next Netflix special will be the ones of the four that uh, were recorded this week or last week. Because you know how they do. They'll they record all four of them, and then they'll just take pieces of each to what fits the best. So, are, are you yeah. there? You there, mister? Okay. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's really cool. So, yeah, oh, it, it was great. It was funny. I laughed a lot. Um, I think I probably squirted it in my pants because I was laughing so hard. It was fun. Squirted in your Dude, you're totally broken up. Nice. Breaking up right here. Hey, huh? I'm Manute and Bitsa. I think I hear you. Hello? I'm here. You're here. All right, I Am think. Am I still you. breaking up? No, you're sounding fine now. You just kind of, kind of robotish. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. sorry. So, so we're going to discuss about a uh, lady in Philadelphia who, what, tortured people in her basement? Yes, yes, she kidnapped, tortured, and stole from people. Bad lady. Bad. Bad lady. We seem to, we seem to hover around, like, the kidnapping stuff. Have you noticed that? Um, I don't really pay attention. It just, um, I'm kind of afraid to. <laughs> I just... Well, I mean, I just... It wasn't long ago I read about them finding, what was that, like 120 kids? From a child uh, trafficking ring up in like Michigan or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, like, it is crazy what's going on. And even the town I work in, there have uh, been attempted abductions there. And it's a, like a little podunk nothing town. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like an epidemic, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just getting worse. I mean, it's it's great technology yeah. of ending with the internet, but at the same time, it's it opens up your eyes to what's really going around around the world. Okay, welcome back, folks. Sorry about that. We had another glitch. All right. Like we were just saying, friggin' technology. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Pardon you. You know, I think it is. I think it's good to be abreast of these things, to be knowledgeable of them, and you know, there's ways to protect your family and yourself. You know. Yeah, I'm always about being abreast. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. That was a painful joke. I got dead jokes. <laughs> you want bad jokes? We got them. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's hear your uh, let's hear your story, and let's hope she uh, internet stays good. Let's hope. Okay. So this is the tale of the Philadelphia dungeon kidnapping. Now, this revolves around a lady. Her name was Linda Ann Weston. And she was a resident of Tacony, which is a neighborhood of Philadelphia. And this all went down around 2011. All right? So, you know, Fresh Prince had already moved to Bel Air. Neighborhood went bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... um there was a, uh, a gentleman, a property manager, and he noticed that there were several metal dog bowls outside, like, the basement door of this property. And he figured that the tenant was keeping uh, pets there against uh, the, the company's policy of having no pets on the property. So he opened the basement door. And when he opened the basement door, he found four individuals in that room, uh, adults, in a severe state of malnutrition. Uh, One was chained, the others were hiding. And this began the kind of unraveling of this lady's, like, over a decade-long rampage of being this just utter disgrace of a human being. Uh, so after they discovered the uh, the four people in the basement, the police were called, and they not only found the four adults in the basement, but they found children in the house that were also in a severe state of um, malnourishment and showed outward signs of abuse. Now, uh, Linda Ann Meston was the uh, the ringleader, and she had several accomplices. Now, two of the accomplices, and I don't even want to give out their names, honestly, because I don't want to give these people any more air than they've already gotten. Yeah. But uh, give them they were used. 
uh, let's call them uh, Dewey and Louie. It's <laughs> best I got. <laughs> Short notice. But uh, uh, Dewey and Louie would cash checks. And her niece, her niece, her, her niece, her niece and her daughter helped in the abduction. And I guess you could say extended kidnapping of these individuals. This was all done for a money motive. What she would do is she would prey on the mentally disabled, the mentally handicapped. She would kidnap them, either promising some form of friendship or romance. And once she got them, she would not let them go. Then she would force them to sign over guardianship to her, where she would start receiving their Social Security checks. Hmm. So Dewey and Louie were in charge of cashing the checks. That was their whole gig in this. What does this sound like? This reminds me of a movie with Dennis Leary. I'm trying to think. I know the ref, he held people kind of hostage. Hmm. Um, he was in the Suicide Kings. Yes. But that had Christopher Walken in it, too, and they were holding the mob boss hostage for something. Yeah. I forget what it was. But he was just a thug in that. That was a good movie, though. Yes, yes, that was. That was when he had those Stingray boots. You got fish boots. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting off that. Uh, all told, they received over $200,000 in just Social Security checks for the individuals they had kidnapped. Uh, after their release, uh, one lady, Tamara Breeden, who was kidnapped in 2001. Now, they weren't released until 2011, so this lady was held captive for 10 years by this woman. Uh, and she had reported that she had responded to an ad to be a babysitter. Each time she was held captive. Uh, she stated she was routinely beat with a bat, forced into prostitution, and was coerced into pregnancy after later giving birth, her baby was taken from her by Weston. Hmm. I already want to punch somebody now. Yeah. So the adults that were found, the full, uh, it's just like egregious to read about. It just completely ruins your faith in humanity to read about this shit. Um, but the four adults ranged in ages from 20s to their 40s. Uh, as I said, one was chained actually to a radiator. Two more were hiding under a blanket. One was hiding in a sleeping bag. Uh, they were in a severe state of malnutrition. They said they were shot with pellet guns, starved, and forced to drink their own urine to survive. Oh, wow. 
uh, as I said earlier, uh, she concentrated on the abducting of the mentally handicapped and disabled, and her own words stated that they were easier to lure with promises of friendship or romance, but their main motivation was their money. Uh, The eight children that were found, the youngest was two years old, and this is from, uh, as I talked about before, with her taking um, Miss Breeden's child. Uh, she she was also starting to have them breed so she could get more government support for those babies because she claimed that those were her children. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and her niece, Beatrice... Uh, it's where I'm sorry. Uh, it was her daughter who helped her, not her niece. Um, her niece Beatrice was also being held by her, and she had been reported missing two years earlier in 2009. Damn. So this this lady not only kidnapped strangers, but kidnapped members of her own family and held them captive. And this, like her mental uh, whatever you want to call it illness or psychosis that helped her or allowed her to do these things uh, went back as early as 1984 where evidently her sister got in an argument with her uh, then boyfriend Mm -hmm. over the paternity of her sister's child and she hit this man with a hammer locked him in a closet and let him starve to death. Sounds like a uh, loving family. And the family even stated later they could hear the man like pounding on the door and clawing and crying to get out of there. Nobody let him out. Crazy. I mean, I'm sorry, you're, you're just as liable as the person who did it then. You know, I mean, you can't be that weak of a human being. Now, for this, she was charged with a crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was charged 12 years in jail. She did four of them, was released. And then she petitioned the state for to get, I think she had five kids at the time, to get her kids back. And the state gave her her kids back. Wow. Yeah. So you got these people who she's held captive, some up to a decade, and, you know, they're shot with pelicans, beat with bats, constantly abused, and she said if they tried to escape, they were threatened with punishment. Now, if your daily routine is being beat with a bat and shot with a pellet gun, what's punishment? Like, how bad can it get? You know, you start to wonder about that, and if they got too rowdy, she would drug their food. The meager, the meager amount of food they got, she would drug it. So, you know, I mean, if you're getting so little food already. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to wolf down whatever you can get. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, I mean, this one was freaking diabolical. Um, after everything came out, she was charged with over 196 counts. That's crazy. Is she, yeah. what, what, what was her sentence? So she is serving life in prison, and the only reason she got life and not the death penalty is because she pled guilty to everything they charged her with. Oh, that's crap. Yeah. 
Uh, both her accomplices are doing uh, 40 years to life. So they'll, they'll never see the light of day again. Oh, yeah. Uh, it didn't say what her daughter was charged with in any of this, which I found kind of disturbing. Like, I'm wondering if it's because she was a juvenile at the time everything's been sealed that happened with her. So you got to realize that a person who was raised their whole life in this yeah. might now be walking the streets. <clears throat> the thing is, like, what's their mental aspect on it? Are they, were they, exactly. are they traumatized by it but moved on, or is it something that they... Or have they developed their own psychopathy, you know, for it now that they're like, you know, okay, this is just the way things are done. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's almost like she was running, like, or trying to start running a baby mill. Like, where she would just constantly get money for these individuals accumulating in her house. It's kind of like what people do to dogs, breeders. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, same thing, just with humans. I mean, it uh, reading it made me sick. Yeah, that does it. What was what was her name again? Linda Ann Weston. Linda Ann Weston. Yeah. Okay. Definitely gonna look that one up. Yeah, I mean, and there's other stuff, like supposedly, um, like she drugged the women and like the prostitution aspect. I should have said, like, she wasn't letting them out on the street. She was actually bringing men into the house, drugging these women, and then letting the men have their way with them. And there was one, one report from one of her brothers that said she drugged him one time. Or evidently, like in his youth, she used to drug him or whatnot, and would let people come in and molest him. Her brother? I, her own brother. Her own family. Man, that crazy. It, Thank you. That that's <laughs> that's one <Dude>. crazy bitch. <laughs> but you know, like in her court case, because they talked about like they argued that she had undergone similar treatment as a child and this should you know excuse her you know they they said she had you know several mental illnesses schizophrenia depression you know they went on but you know i i hate when people try to fall back to that well they're from a broken home or an abused background like yeah that is a lot like and that should carry its proper weight with it yeah but how far do you take that you know what i mean well, in one thing is how like, far do you allow that to be taken? You, how much do you excuse? You've met uh, a person. Once you mention schizophrenia, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I've I've met a few people with schizophrenia, and I, I've read about you know schizophrenia. And to be honest with you, I mean, you, you want to scare me? Put someone who's schizophrenic right next to me. Well, exactly. You know, that's. <laughs> You know, we deal with schizophrenic patients at work. Yeah. And it is a frightening disease because, honestly, you do not know what's going on. Mm. You don't know what they're seeing. You don't know what they're hearing. It's a multifaceted disease that affects so much. If, if, there's a thing on YouTube. It's it, it's like a, a day in the life of a schizophrenic. I th- uh, Was that the lady in England? 
Well, it's it's actually not a lady in England. It's like um, hmm. it's like a, a POV, like a, a point of view from a person. Like yeah. you're getting up and you're going about their morning and doing stuff, but then it goes through it again, like you're a schizophrenic. I okay. I think I saw something like that. There was one where one of the one of the um, individuals was in England. I guess there was like a couple more than the United States, mm-hmm. but there was something. Uh, it had been around. It looked like it was made maybe the early two thousands. Yeah, I my boss at work actually showed it to me. It was a couple months ago she showed it to me. But it's a very interesting thing to watch if you ever have to deal with people with mental illness or anything like that, like especially schizophrenia. Watch this, and it, it it's an eye opener to what they are dealing with or what they are trying to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm gonna check that. I'm I mean, and if she, and, and, if, and if she really did have these problems, okay, I understand that, but that doesn't put you into a sudden diabolical scheme. Like most schizophrenics aren't scheming to do something. Yeah, you know, they're not dreaming up a business plan that involves a woman's uterus. Generally, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I just thought of something. Uh, you remember oh, uh, from the the TV show Facts of Life? You remember Joe? Yeah. She uh, was on a like back in the eighties. <coughs> she was on a Lifetime, you know, like one of those Lifetime movies where she played uh, schizophrenic. Really? Yes. Matter of fact, wow. I'm gonna look it up because I remember seeing this when I was in school. Huh. We we watched it for uh I don't remember which class it was, but I'm guessing health. Probably. I'm not sure why I have <laughs> Why do I have BDSM? Oh, okay. <laughs> what? If if you don't remember why you look that up no, it took me a minute. Oh, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I was curious. There was something about BDSM I wanted to double check, and I, I got my answer. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I like that it involve a butt plug. I'm so curious. <laughs> no, 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 because I, I was... I forgot somewhere on the interwebs, on the, the, the book of faces, uh, someone was mentioning about something, how BSM is all about pain. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's about trust. That's it is. A, it's what Huge it's part about. of it. And I just to be sure, you know, because I'm one of those where I'll I'll spit something out my mouth and I'll be like, wait, was that true? I'll have to look it up afterwards, you know? <laughs> you have That's to trust wild. somebody to let them tie you up to a bed. Yes. And that they won't go to, like, Taco Bell without you. Well, I mean, I'd do that, but... Yeah, it's cruel, man. I know. (laughs) Yeah, see, you don't do that. Hey, Dougie, hey, Dougie, want a bone? Yeah, see. (laughs) Promise sex, tie me up, and then you go to Taco Bell by yourself. I didn't get sex or Taco Bell. I'm pissed. (laughs) You better leave me tied up, dude. (laughs) Movies and TV shows. Okay, uh... Nancy uh, McKeon, or, or Joe, from uh, Facts of Life, she did... Wait, was it Strange Voices? Probably. Um, 
Yes, yes, that's it. Strange Voices, 1987. Wow. A couple's college student daughter, Nancy McKeon, hears a voices, grows paranoid, and is treated for schizophrenia. Yeah. Okay, that was the movie. I'm going to have to watch it again. I just want to get this straight. We went from you lying to a dog. Wait, what? To gingers. Yeah. We went from you lying to a dog to gingers. Yeah. To a sadistic lady who kidnapped and tortured people to yep. Joe from Facts of Life. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, if that's not topicality, I don't know what is. Dude, we ain't done yet. I got more to go. I know. This is some amazing <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. Um, I always had a crush on Joe. See, I, and can, we talked about honest? this. We talked about this before too. I, I don't know, like maybe a month ago on another podcast. But yeah, we, we talked about this. I don't remember what is you said about the Joe was hot, but I I really had a thing for Blair, man. Really, I did. <sighs> I did. I'm sorry. Yeah, Joe was what? more like the chick I'd like to hang out with. You know what, Gary? Yeah. <laughs> On command. Uh, <clears throat> smell of vision. <laughs> smell of vision. <laughs> oh. All right. So, what else we got on the burner today, my friend? Well, I, I kind of wanted to do like a. Um, a little short thing on uh, Paul Benashi and some other individuals. It's not even really a story. It's just um, I took this from a very long story, and it. Um, if you guys remember, I'll, I don't even remember which uh, podcast it was. Uh, one of them we did it with uh, Johnny Gosh. Yeah. Um. Now that I have to, now that I mentioned it, I have to look it up now. Um, good thing I got that anchor app here. Uh, Johnny Gosh. Um, let's see here. What's in your pillow? Amazing tale. Um, train tracks. SpongeBob SquarePants. Forgot all about that. God, you worry me. What? <laughs> <laughs> Asteroids, hurricane relief, and space stuff. Uh, ah, episode six, Johnny Gosh, and you talked yeah. about the Codex G G just G G G whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this Paul Benashi and a few other characters. Um, so I'll try to be quick here, and we do have a third one, but it's kind of lengthy. Um, it also kind of doubles in with Johnny Gosh. But that's one that, if we have time, Gary and I both will be reading out of. That's right. Okay, let me go here. Do I actually need my magnifying glass? No. <clears throat> uh, Paul Benashi, um said that uh, said that as a child he was kidnapped, tortured, and subjected to sex abuse and mind control. Uh, in 1999, in a court in Omaha, he won a million dollars in damages uh, from a mind control victim. Uh, if you look up mind control victim awarded one million dollars, you could find articles on it. 
Um, it, it, it is rumored that he. It is rumored that um, from him that he never did rec receive the uh, settlement. Now, his uh, own testimony referred to the involvement of top members of the U.S. military and top politicians in child abuse. The uh, Washington Times reported that Paul Benashi had access to the White House living quarters. Oh, my God. Um, uh, Johnny Gosh is reportedly one of those tortured, along with uh, Paul Benashi. Mm -hmm. Now, Paul Benashi, he testified on video in 1990 for Nebraska State Police investigator Gary uh, Cardori, I believe is what the guy's name is, um, said that Benashi said that while on a trip to Sacramento, he was forced at gunpoint to commit homosexual acts on, one, on another boy before he watched other men do the same, after which the boy was shot in the head. Oh my god. Um, Colonel Michael Aguino is one of those frequently mentioned in cases related to sexual abuse and mind control. Uh, now when I say um, Colonel Michael um, Iquano, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I will spell okay. it. It's A-Q-U-I-N-O. If you ever look a picture up, this guy has some eyebrows that, that freak me out. Okay, it's hard to freak me out with eyebrows. I can be impressed. This guy's eyebrows have horns. All right, <laughs> I'm not lying. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I got crazy eyebrow hairs, so I'm not even gonna judge. Dude, no, no. Look it up, uh, Colonel Michael Iguano, A Q U I N O. Okay. You, look you keep that talking, up, I'll, I'll get my phone booted here. <laughs> um, in 1921, in London, the uh, Tavistock Institute of Human Relations was set up to study the breaking point of humans. Uh, Project Monarch, Nazi Mind Controlled by Ron Patton. Um, that's up. You look that up. Just uh, Google up Project Monarch, uh, semicolon, mm -hmm. uh, Nazi Mind Controlled by Ron Patton. Uh, you can get a uh, little in detail on the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations. Uh, now, in 1932, Kevin Lewin, in German, a German-Jewish psychologist, became the director of the Tavistock Institute. He studied the use of terror to achieve mind control. In Germany, similar research has been carried out by the Germans. There were many links between the fascists in Germany and the fascists in Britain, for example, the Order of the Golden Dawn, a Masonic-style secret society which had Aleister Crowley as a member, included German Nazis and British aristocrats. Um, Dr. Joseph uh, Mengele, 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 excuse me, uh, he studied mind control at the Auschwitz. Uh, studied mind control in Auschwitz. Uh, children were tortured and sometimes uh, died there. Uh, one of uh, Mingles, would you say it was? Ming Ming Mingala. Mingala. Um, one of his uh, reluctant assistants, uh, Berthold Epstein, who was Jewish. Epstein, oh my God. Why does that ring a bell? Um, <laughs> wait, did I just totally miss a page? Yeah, yeah, okay. No, that's that's right. One of uh, Minigal's assistants was uh, 
Berthold Epstein. You know what? I need to look that up to see if it's related to the current Epstein. I'll do that later. Holy uh, shit, this guy's eyebrows are <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> I told you, man. Oh. He <laughs> looks like a bar owl, for Christ's sake. He, he, oh, wow. Did you know what owl is a symbol that the deep state uses? Dude, his his wife's name is Lilith, and boy, she looked dude, she looks like a, a strict like I'd expect to see her dancing naked around a fire. Oh, I got him in a kilt here and everything. Holy Jesus! Oh yeah. Oh, this dude was. Uh, there's a lot of t you know. Anytime there's some pedi pedophile, when it comes to pedophilia, uh, MK Ultra, and um, um, you know like Luciferian witchcraft shit like that, his name is there during that time frame. Mm. Oh yeah, they look it, dude. They look it. <laughs> I mean, like he damn near, he looks a lot like Crowley. I don't. I don't even know if he'd be allowed. I mean, I'm sure back then, but today's. I don't even think the military would allow your eyebrows to be that way. And you know he waxed them. You know he waxed them. He had to. I mean, those things are combed, and I mean that is gorgeous. Like that took quafting. Like he worked that into shape. Gorgeous. You just said his eyebrows are gorgeous. Hey, man, you got to appreciate Like, if somebody has a great big nose, I'm sorry. Some Sometimes those things look so brilliant. Like, like it just fits them so good. And that just fits him. It just works. You are so wrong. Hey, man, I got bad eyebrows, too. I got to embrace the suck. <laughs> you can't even see mine. Mine are so <laughs> <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> Okay, where 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 we go here? Um, we were talking about the torturing of children and Jews. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Um, during World War II at a Colgate University in the U.S., Dr. George Estabrooks at College University or Colgate University was working on mind control. Um, check that out. Just Google uh, George Estabrooks. Uh, Wikipedia, I think you should get, uh, get a good amount there, and I believe there's a couple sources on there that you can reach out further, get some good information on that. Mm -hmm. um, now, after World War II, the U.S. military bought a large number of uh, top German Nazi scientists to the United States. The code name of this operation was Project Paperclip. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean, you, got, you have to think about Project Paperclip, and I know we you've talked about. Uh, I believe you brought up Paperclip a while ago on a podcast. Because I know you went over uh, uh, MK Ultra. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, but you know, granted, you know, hey, you know, some of them really did help with science and you know that type of thing, and great, you know, if it wasn't for them, we probably wouldn't have gone on that, the moon. But I, I, I have to say this: none of those are good fucking dudes. None <laughs> of them are say, good what's dudes. What's the price you pay for that advancement? <laughs> What's the price you pay for that? Now, you want to give us information from solitary confinement while I feed you a food loaf that's mashed up from breakfast, lunch, and dinner and served to you one time a day? Fine. Give up the info. We'll let you keep breathing. But they should they should have been allowed to walk around or be among, you know, normal living people. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think that was right. Yeah, I don't. The, the fact they got to roam around is just, that's... You know, there's all kind of illegal shit going on. I honestly, I think a lot of that shit that happened during the uh, during those uh, the last half of the '40s up until now, or up until like the '50s and '60s, really 
a lot of work that was done from a lot, those dudes and their family and friends really involves a lot of the corruption that's going on nowadays. I believe well, I mean, there's a very, yeah. very close link to a lot of that stuff. Dude, they were high up in government when the government that helped us kind of sustain life after World War II was put into motion. Yeah. I mean, you can't be that powerful in a government and not have some kind of impact or get out what you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just not going to happen. Oh, yeah. There's a reason Dick Cheney made so much damn money during the war. <laughs> Speaking of which, there's a movie about him I want to see. Yeah, Christian Bale plays him. Can you believe that? I, you know what? And I'm hoping that it's going to be a good one. Big Dick. The I've, big seen dick. The, <laughs> I've seen the. I've seen previews for it, and I'm telling you, like it. Just the the preview I saw, like him and I. For, I don't. I forget who's playing uh, George W. Bush. Um. But like they're sitting outside talking. Yeah, on the, on and, the park or the table. Yeah, and that is a that scene was mind blowing. Just that scene, I wanted to watch that movie. <laughs> Just that scene. Yeah, he, uh, let's see here. Um, I, I watched that. I Was that, did you see that in the movie theater? Good God, no. I don't know where I saw it. I saw it somewhere because I know what you're talking about. I saw about. it on the YouTube. YouTube? <sighs> yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't get regular TV. I only do streaming TV, and we don't go to the movies because one of the apps we have plays movies that are kind of in theaters. Ah, uh, yeah. The um, um, I'm not even gonna go into it. Okay. <laughs> uh, we were talking about Operation Paperclip, right? Yeah. Sorry, God. Yeah, we went way off there. Wait. wait yeah. Yeah, because we brought up MK Ultra and and the big dick. Yeah, big dick. Big dick. Big dick chain. But those men put themselves in positions of power. That's what we were discussing. Yes. You know, during that time. Okay, uh, the CIA's Project Bluebird, approved by director Alan Doles in 1950, had the aim investigating uh, the possibility of controlling a person by using certain interrogation techniques. In 53, the CIA set up Project MKUltra to study mind control. Um, which I, you'll have to look up to see which uh, episode that was. I don't remember. Um, I think that was like two or three. It was pretty, you know. It was early on, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, reportedly, the Nazis brought to America after. Reportedly, the Nazis brought to America after World War II helped with this project, i.e., MKUltra. Uh, the methods used to produce mind control included electroshock. Um, Operation Spellbinder was set up to create sleeper assassins or Manchurian candidates. Um, great movie. Another great movie. <sighs> yeah. In the early 1960s, the U.S. military began Project Monarch. Um, torture was used to produce mind control. And um, the people whose minds have been controlled are reportedly used by the military as sex slaves. They can be used to blackmail politicians. They can be used to uh, infiltrate organizations. They can be used to carry out assassinations or suicide bombings. 
Uh, reportedly, when the military are looking for people whose minds they can't control, they look for people connected to orphanages, foster care homes, families linked to the military intelligence, families with adopted children, families interested in Satanism or Satanism, and families involved in child abuse. Well, Why do you think that is? That's like most of everybody I know. But, I mean, do you think they, they look for links like that so they can find people who are like orphanages, foster care, disposable? Well, because Satanism, scapegoat, military intelligence, turning on their government, like things they can use against them almost. Oh, yeah. Easy. I mean, they've already have their, they've already got the, the hook, you know. Yeah, they, they, they've they basically got, got you from birth. They've already got you there. So, I mean, it's just a matter of reeling you in. It's, it's you've easy um where was i aha here we go reportedly many of the mind control victims come from families linked to certain forms of catholicism oh my god you damn catholics um mormonism (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) okay catholicism let me say that again catholicism catholicism Uh, Catholicism, Catholics, uh, yep. the Mormons, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, this is like such a serious subject and we are just killing ourselves, oh yeah, I can't give a straight face, you're good, you're good, <laughs> if we did this in person, it'd be like two hours of laughing and then I'd be like, alright, thanks for <laughs> just having my books, we just look at each other and die. Uh, reportedly, victims had often found to have scars or marks suggesting multiple electro prods and mutilation by knives, branding irons, or needles. Um, now, there is a MK Ultra victim or MK Ultra victim by the name of Blanche. Um, Um, she and others have names linked to the, uh, the experiments that include Dr. Uh, Ewen Cameron, Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino, the Mr. Eyebrow guy, should I say, a Jewish doctor named, uh, Dr. Gurenbaum, and, uh, a Dr. Joseph, uh, Mingle, 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 it just doesn't look like that's how it's pronounced. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a guy who was uh, experimented on all the uh, poor Jews in the concentration camps. Man. Yeah. Uh, survivors of abuse under the Nazis remember uh, remember his torturing and killing a small child in front of the of a child he was programming. Um, Doctor um, Doctor Edwin was the former head of the Canadian and American and World Psychiatric Association. Great place to put him. Um, he carried out torture experiments on children at several locations in Montreal, including uh, McGill University, St. Mary's Hospital, and Allen Memorial Institute. Um, Jesus. Now, Cameron, um, Dr. Cameron, he used a technique called psychic driving, where children were kept in a drug-induced coma for several weeks and given electroshock, or electroshocks while electronic helmets were strapped to their heads and repetitive auditory messages were transmitted at variable speeds. I kind of want to try that on somebody. So they sedate them, 
shoot them full of electric shock while mm -hmm. repeating constantly kind of through a helmet specific phrases or whatnot. Every single day, continuously for like a couple of weeks. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, they'd have to be kept. I mean, if they were... Wow, I mean, that's constant monitoring. God knows how many people died if they weren't on continuous EKG and, like, vital sign monitoring from that shit. Oh, yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, because just one time, and it's just a matter of going through that for several weeks, and that's just one time. Yeah. Imagine having to go through that over and over and over again. Couldn't even fathom it, man. I, I, I couldn't either. I just, that's, that's horrible. Yeah. Um... Ooh, something else on the Catholics. Many of the victims were accused <laughs> children from Roman Catholic orphanages. <laughs> you sounded way too freaking excited about that. Ooh, it was like you found another Reese's peanut butter cup at the bottom of the Halloween bag. You're just so fucking excited about that. <laughs> oh. oh my god. I, Sorry, I, there. I used to have quite a few Catholic friends. Okay. Used to. <laughs> well, that happens. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't take so kindly. To... Where was I? Project Income Zero. MK. <laughs> Project. <laughs> You're a mess. I love it. Oh, I, I think the edibles are starting to hit. Um, there you go. Oh, yeah, we needed to talk about that, too. Yeah, we will. Let me uh, finish this last two pages. The, uh, All right, go ahead, go ahead. Project MKJ Ultra was publicly exposed in 1970, though lawsuits filed by Canadian survivors and their families. Um, oh, I through lawsuits filed by their Canadian survivors and their families. The CIA and the Canadian government settled out of court. Of course they're going to settle out of court. Yeah. Um, Try that shit through the papers. Lieutenant uh, Colonel Aguino uh, was connected with the Presido Army Base Daycare Scandal. The Presido? Pre Why do I always get these ones I can never pronounce? I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you spell it? Spell it. P-R-E-S-I-D-I-O. Presidio. Presidio. That, that's not what I said. Okay. The... <laughs> He was connected with the Presidio <laughs> Army. <laughs> it's not what I said. Are you stupid, here. son? Nah, God, God. I got lost on the way to college, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, he, anyways, that the Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino was connected with the Presidio Army. Did I say that right? Presidio. Bingo. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're the Presidio Army base day care scandal in which he was accused of child molestation. Jesus. Yes. Um, I wonder if Boys Town is in here. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Um, Dr. Sidney Gottlieb and Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel John Alexander were also said to be linked to MK Ultra. I know a guy whose last name is Gottlieb. Hmm. He is kind of weird. Uh, the monarch-minded... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, can't, I can't read. I'm going to stop laughing here. Um, <laughs> I, I totally lost where I was. You know how hard it is when I... I've got like six pages and I don't remember where I left off of. Oh yeah. One of the well-known victims of CIA mind control is Kathy O'Brien, who refers to abuse by her father, forced prostitution involving uh, top people and working as uh, drug mules. Um, if you go to trance-formation.com and uh, look uh, look uh, Kathy O'Brien, you'll find uh, some videos on there and stuff on it. Um... Let's see what else do I got here. Uh, Paul Benashi. Let's go back to him. He uh, testified about sexually abused boys from the Boys Town in Nebraska. Ha <laughs> ha, Boys Town. Yeah, yeah, you knew it'd be in there. Uh, being taken into near uh, Alfiet, or uh, Ofut Air Force Base, where he says that they were subject to mind control programming. It's always an Air Force Base. Uh, Benashi remembers being flown with other boys from the Air Force Base to California and Bahamian Grove. It's always an Air Force base because there's never any troops there. So we're all staying in the fucking hotel. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> there's a base? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, hush. Quit, quit barking. I'm going to fill your mouth with cheese. We may make fun of the Coast Guard, but everybody hates the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Anyways, you guys want to uh, read up here, I, and I've mentioned this a couple times, but go Google Project Monarch Nazi Mind Control by Ron Patton, and then Google, uh, what was the other one? I think that was the one. Damn. Yeah. I mean, if you look up, I mean, Bluebird, Paperclip. Yes. MK Ultra, you're gonna find links to this stuff. Boys Town. Yeah. Matter of fact, I mean, just go look up Boys Town. You have enough right there to keep you interested for a few hours. You know, Gottlieb, Mangula, Aquino. Really sick stuff. And Aquino, man, that guy's uh, his eyebrows. There are, you need to post a picture of him and his wife with him in that kilt or the plaid pants. Oh wow, those pants. They are amazing. I have golfed in less ugly things than that. You know what? In, in golf, uh, hold on, let me open up a new uh, uh, thing on here. That's what she said. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Am I Michael Equino? Quan. Okay. There, there is something to be said about a uh, nice pair of... Uh, uh, plaid pants. Plaid pleated slacks? Yeah. I, are you talking about the freaking, uh, the one where she's dressed up like a witch or some shit? Or like uh, something dude, from Adam's Day family? I don't think she's dressed up. You bro, know, I think that's how she looks. I, I think it is too. She looks like she just walked off a set of Adam's family. Because there's a couple pictures of them together, and I'm telling you, that's just kind of how she looks. Wow, yeah. He kind of has that look of the Dracula dude from the Monsters. Yeah. The temple, the temple of Set. Yes. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. 
There are pictures on there for some reason. Yes. Ooh. Wow, this guy. Unreal. Yeah, even even in old yeah, days, she's still wearing all that black. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Okay, alright. This is creepy. If you keep scrolling down, though, you meet other Michael Aquinos that are actually really docile-looking dudes. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at one that looks like it's like on Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah, when he's young. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a good one. Well, that's not the real uh, Aquino. That's not the real one. I'm sorry, those eyebrows, though, they don't lie. Uh, his are puny compared to the real guy. That's true. Yes. But give it the age. Add 50 years to that, or 30 years. That's some amazing shit. Good God, those eyebrows. I, I, I know. I, I, you can't stop looking at them. Good God. Anyway. How do you do that? It's just... That's a lot of time. That's shit I, I don't want to get into. Man, I'm... I, I can't pull that off. <laughs> Not many can. <laughs> I would try. I, I, if I could, I would. Just just to do it. But yeah, I can't. <laughs> I paid good money to see it. Okay. Um... Not not to break the mood, mm-hmm. but my son has this like uh, it's supposed to be like a like a spotting scope. Yes, but it's Jake and the Neverland Pirate. See, oh, hi. yeah, right. So if you look through it, there's Captain Hook on the end. Uh huh. And I've had him playing with your beanbag for like three minutes. My beanbag. <laughs> <laughs> Like, literally, I'm having him just, like, knock him around. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's, uh, this. Oh, my God. Oh, going? they are kicking in, aren't they? What was what's that? What you were talking about earlier? Okay, yes. Now, so a couple weeks ago, what? all right. Sorry, folks. We just kind of dropped right. off line there. I I had to pee. Yeah. We'll, we'll call that dropping off a line. Dro- <laughs> you 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 mean spilling the the? I got nothing. The nectar of life. Okay. <laughs> the hot yellow flow, the golden shower. Ah, oh, I was gonna say that. Operation Golden Flow. That was the best name I ever heard it called when we had urinalysis in the military. I it was Operation analysis. Golden Flow. I was like, that is great. Speaking of urinalysis and Operation Golden Flow, yes. Uh, so my wife, she goes oh. to a, um, she goes to a wedding, whatever, and you know, while out, they decide, you know, grab some edibles. So brings the edibles home and um I'm all different varieties majority of them are indica if anybody doesn't know you have indica and then you have um 
Sativa, and if, if I'm correct, Sativa is more of the mind, the mind high, and Indica is more of the body high. Um, I'm not a professional, and you'll see why here in just a minute. And <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a few hybrids in there, okay? And of these ones, they're, they're like, they vary from like different, how many milligrams one package is to, uh, to how many milligrams another package is. And it'll tell you like, hey, this package is like, you know, like, you know, 800 milligrams, but each individual piece is like this many or whatever. Well, for me, and I, I have, I've come to learn that when I eat an edible, you know, some people take some like half an hour sometimes two hours me give it about four hours maybe maybe a little longer before it hits me but in between the time that i take it and watching everybody else get hit with theirs you know i'm like you're taking more i'm taking more because i'm like it's just not working i need a few more well i come to pay for that i've done this several times the last week and um i've had some interesting experiences like uh trying to sleep and for four hours straight i'm just like i'm sitting up in bed and then i roll over on my side completely and then i'm back on my left side again then i sit back up i roll over my right side then roll back over my left side again and i just repeat this process for four hours God, <laughs> another one we we're watching the movie the six-headed shark <laughs> the six-headed shark oh it's great <laughs> That is the only reason you would ever watch a movie okay. called The Six-Headed Shark. I, I'm is because you are under heavy, heavy <laughs> influence of something. We, we kind of all were that night. We were down on the main floor watching it. <laughs> you ever seen a six-headed shark walk on land? No. No, you gotta watch this movie, I'm telling you. If you're gonna watch a horrible B movie, watch this one. Just do it. Ah, see, but there's so many older ones that I like so much more. Yes, and those are greats. They're classics. They're cult classics. But the Six Headed Shark, you have to watch this. So that's new on the list of things I have to watch. Yes. Six Headed Shark. Let me write before that. next before next podcast. Oh, Jesus, you're putting shit on me now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sit, sit, shark. Now I know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> now I can't... Now, let's keep in mind, I'm going to be watching this clear and sober <laughs> at like 11 in the morning. I don't know if I'm going to get out of it when you got out of it. <laughs> Yeah, and there, there was like two other times where I had like a hybrid or a piece of a hybrid or something. <coughs> and this is the part that just really, when you know that you should take the dosage down a bit, or maybe you had, you know, the wrong type, is when your sense of reality is just gone. Yes. And like, to, I, give I an, to give an example out of this, I'm going to say that you're you're you know you're talking you know guaranteed you're talking but you're not sure if other people are hearing it you could be looking at them talking to them and it's either one of you're asleep and having a dream two you're coming to and you're just thinking in your head but you think it's 
coming out of your mouth. Or three, it really is coming out of your mouth and no one's just paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. So, it's a very confusing many hours of the Well, <laughs> it's hard with me and you especially because I'm sure our, our, uh, our loved ones and significant others have learned to kind of tune us out at this point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're rambling about shit. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So I can, I can see how that would be difficult. So yeah, I was um, because typically I stick with CBD. This was my experiment with THC edibles to you know, you know, see what will work. And it's it's a huge difference, isn't it? Oh God, yes. Because the THC is that's where the high comes from. In the CBDs, you don't get the high; you get the re- the after effects, you know, the muscle relief, yeah, the, the the relaxation of those things without the excess of any kind of high. Mm-hmm. And that's how CBD oils and CBD lotions and all those things work. Which I and from what I've heard from people, they work tremendously well. Yeah, and it's another thing; it just it varies on the person because exactly. Um, I was getting from a uh, a company, and I don't think I can. I don't want to put names out there, but um, they got some good stuff. I was doing fifteen hundred milligram bottle. Uh, the bottles that were had fifteen hundred milligrams, mm-hmm. um, and a small little dropper bottle. Yeah, and it wasn't enough. Wow! So the CBD just wasn't getting you to what you needed it wasn't helping with the pain enough basically yeah yeah now i do have and i haven't touched it yet um i do have some of the the edible stuff that i uh, i'm gonna try soon it's a syrup and uh the guy there was like take it this will help you sleep okay because for me i've been drinking beer in order to be able to fall asleep and so, we both know what kind of hole that can end up leading you down. Oh, yeah. And uh, I have this one. It's a uh, syrup, fruit punch flavored. It's uh, 1,200 milligrams of, uh, let's see here, eight servings per bottle. So 1,200 divided that by eight, and that's what you get per serving. You know, anybody that can't do math like myself. <laughs> I'm trying to that see. It gives you about else. 20 servings, bro. It gives you about 20 servings. Uh, solventless infused. I have no clue what that means. Or 200 servings. Ultra potent. Ultra potent. Okay. Hmm. Ultra potent? Yeah. Wait, are you looking something up? Well, that and like when you went, yeah, it must have been our connection because your voice went, yeah, and it like like Max head drummed out. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah, literally, I, I, I was just pulling up my calculator and I was like, what the shit? I was, yeah, yeah, I thought you actually dropped off. I had to look at the screen there for no. a minute because I so felt like You that. said it's 1,200 milligrams. Yeah. Eight servings per bottle. Yes. 
That's 150 milligrams per serving. Okay, that's not too bad. The guy said it's supposed to help me sleep. Matter of fact, the uh, the guy said to make sure that I'm close to the bed, and that I'm not planning on doing nothing. That's like Nyquil for me, man. <laughs> well, this one doesn't have alcohol, so it's a, it'll be it'll be oh, it's something to try. So yeah, yeah, hell, give it a go. If it helps, it helps. I mean, Shit. If that means I don't have to have a couple beers before bedtime every night, then I'm all for it. And now you were talking about how uh, you're your release from the edibles is delayed well uh edibles are processed in your liver yeah and no, no offense but me and you have man we've really worked the liver yeah yeah we, we, we we've worked the liver and, and we had talked about my previous experiences and how i had very little result from from edibles when i had tried them when i was younger yeah and uh, it just it, it it was one of those things just didn't work for me. Yeah. Like some some people were riding dragons, you know, and they were galloping around the living room on a vacuum, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna finish the laundry. Yeah. That, <laughs> see, and, and that's the thing. I don't want that. I just I, I want to be able to sleep better. I want to be able to go a day without pain, you know, mm-hmm. and just those little things. So. <clears throat> I mean, asking for a day without pain, dude. In my opinion, is not a little thing. Yeah, well, I mean, for pain that is manageable. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, now, granted, when I'm like sixty, well, not give it. When I'm like eighty, eighty or ninety years old, I I do plan on doing a line of coke just to try it out. You know. Got real. That's when you'll die of a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I look yeah, this way. That I, shit when you're young, man. Yeah, it, it, stuff like that. You know, I should have done that when you're young. I never did care to do coke, so, you know. And, and my thought was, hey, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it right before I die. You know. Do you remember that movie, um, Little Miss Sunshine? Um, I'm Steve Carell. They're going, like, across country to get this little girl to some, like, beauty pageant or whatever she got in. I probably didn't. If I did, I probably didn't pay attention, or I just didn't want to see it. Then before the next podcast, write this down and watch this. I got homework. You get homework, motherfucker. All right, all right, all right. All right here we go. Little Miss Sunshine. You got to watch it. Little Miss Sunshine. The grandfather in there got kicked out of a nursing home for snorting heroin. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> His reasoning in the movie is beyond reproach. He goes, I'm 76 years old. If I can't do this now, when the hell can I do this? <laughs> I mean, it, it's true. At that and point, you, 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 that you lived your life. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you've lived your life. He was what? He was inside his, what, home place or whatever you want to call it? The yeah. Old folks. I mean, what kind of trouble is he going to get in an old folks home? He's not, you know what I mean? That's what I was saying. I was like, dude, there is, like, right there, funniest thing. Now, if, I was, if I'm out in public around a bunch of people or driving and I decided, hey, hold on, let me uh, let me do this line real quick. Let me, you know, and, okay, yeah, I, problems could arise. I could oh, accidentally yeah. kill someone or myself. But you know what? If you're at home, you ain't got nothing planned, and you're not wearing no underwear, 
feel free. Yeah, well, it comes down to responsibilities, too. I mean, you know, you got your kid in the house asleep. You know, don't go blowing a line of coke. Because, you know, what happened? God forbid something happens. Kid gets injured. Kids get sick. Anything. Boom. I mean, and that's what me and my wife talk about a lot. She's like, well, you know, just if you're going to drink, just don't overdrink. No, yeah. You know, just don't get drunk. You know, because something happens, we need you. And that always has kind of stuck with me. Like, okay, just... You know, don't get, you know, 22-year-old Gary hammered. Hammered. <laughs> <laughs> you may need to know your name in the next 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that hammered. I don't, thank God. That was, uh, you're in our hammered back then is, yeah. yeah that, that That's most people's, like, hospital, like... <laughs> we, oh, we, had a, we had a lady come in with an alcohol level, and I was like... I was like, does that even register? <laughs> I was like, she's drunk. And this lady was out of it, man. I mean, couldn't stay awake and stuff. I'm like, Jesus. This would be us like Friday at 3, like 3 p.m. <laughs> oh, yeah. And how many times did we like take a nap afternoon, come back out, and like, all right, let's continue. That's right. Got a rally, baby. Yeah. Might need a burrito and a nap for this one. <laughs> Those like four-foot-long dollar burritos. Yeah, they had those in that vending machine. Oh my god, those things are huge and so great. So bad this, for you, but they taste just so great. Yeah, this was how amazing our barracks was. You had kind of like a it was like a half U-shaped building on one side, almost like parentheses. Yeah. Like two parentheses close to each other. And in the center was a common room which had a kitchen, a pool table, a big screen TV, Outside of it, it had vending machines and a microwave if you wanted your popcorn or burritos or what have you. I mean, really, we did kind of live in a really awesome place. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they, were, they weren't bad at all. My, my apartment right after leaving the military was far worse <laughs> yeah. than my barracks room when I left the military. <laughs> No, I don't. I mean, I, I've yeah, I've I've had some pretty shitty apartments, but how bad? How bad is how how bad was your was your worst? Okay, um, the floor was the floor was uh, just it was concrete. Okay, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. There was no bedroom. It was just complete studio. Nice, uh, nice. The bathroom had a curtain around the tub and the toilet. Uh, oh, good one. The kitchen was, uh, it had like a linoleum type, I don't know how old the linoleum was, it was probably when they first invented it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that it, shit was in when Oppenheimer was born. <laughs> and it was above an old, it was above a, it was above a, uh, what used to be a liquor store, that uh, got robbed so many times, they finally killed the guy that owned it. Oh my God! Where was this in Fayetteville? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just a little rinky-dink place. I, I've lived in so many places. I, oh God, all kinds of different like apartments and shit. And and, and when I was in Kansas and Missouri, um, and in Fayetteville, I I I would. It would either between I stay on base or I would stay at friends' houses, and well, half the time if I didn't have to be anywhere the next day, I, I wasn't there on post. Yeah, 
I slept wherever. I, I think I even slept at the bar a couple times when I used to bark in there. Oh, yeah. I oh, say, oh, close? yeah, because that sounds completely normal. Oh, yeah. I slept at the bar. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> like, you close at 2 o'clock. All right, guys. See ya. Take care. You know, get everybody out that front door. You lock it. Meanwhile, as soon as you do that, you go to the side. Unlock the side door. Hey, guys, come on in. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how many times I've done that. I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, yours beats mine. That's for a definite. Oh, well, okay. Alrighty. Well, we did have a, that one that you and I were going to do, but it is we did. about a closing time. Well, huh. it's rare for white boys, but sometimes we run long. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Hold on. One more penis joke in there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give it. Well, we haven't made a dick joke all night. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it was. Oh, I can't. Even, I can't. That was a. Yeah, yeah, I'm that was a quality good. penis joke. You need to admit it, and then let's just move on. That was on the level of a dad joke. Come on now. Uh, that's just low, man. We're up, we're up a notch now. We're on dick jokes. We've moved up. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, today, we, what have we even discussed about? We my control, about electrocuting people, my controlling their minds, pedophilia networks, kidnappings, torture. Um, gingers, gingers, amazing eyebrows. God, those were fantastic. Hey, they scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like I almost want to go as him for Halloween next year. Now, ooh, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do do we do we want to have a podcast this Wednesday? Hey man, it's like your drawers up to you. Yeah, last week I was when you texted me. I was just feeling out about it. I don't even think I replied. I'm not sure if I did or. You did actually. You said, "Dude, I haven't looked up a thing," and I said, "Okie dokie." <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna reply, and my hand kept trying to reach for my phone, and it just didn't make it. <laughs> I was not feeling good. I hey, I had it right after you, man. Yeah. Right after you, so I know how you felt. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe we'll do a, a rain of facts, or maybe we'll just pick another subject. Yeah, what the hell? See, maybe one of us pick a subject, the other gets facts. Who knows? Who cares? Yeah, we live life by the seat of our pants here, people. You know what? We're let's crazy just... like that, except we're, we're crazy, and I'm in my sweats ready to go to bed at 9 o'clock. Oh, shit. <laughs> that, that reminds me. i got to throw my underwear away. It's got a giant hole. What do you mean? They're just getting broke in, then. No, I, I can't stand that little hole like right there where the right underneath where the nutsack is. Because if I like yeah, if see, I mine, go mine work doesn't out, reach down that far so it doesn't wear a hole in the fabric. <laughs> so my so like when it, when I go work out, like if I'm on an elliptical or something like that, my legs move, it'll like I'll get cinched right there between my, my sack and my thigh and it'll start rubbing oh. me raw. Yeah, I can't do the holy ones, man. Not anymore. 
I love the fact that you're blaming this on exercise. Like your balls are made of sandpaper and they're just chewing through undies like crazy on the elliptical. Not the fact that you've had them since you were 13. <laughs> oh my god. If I had to say words when I was like 13, they'd be like, they'd be, my, my six children would wear them. <laughs> your underwear are just, just as bad as mine because you've had them. Since you were like 25, you refused to fucking get rid of them just like I do. <laughs> but I get rid of mine, it's a loincloth. It is an elastic band with a flap on the front. <laughs> That's all it is. Like, and I still bring it out through the pocket. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I used to have underwear for years I would have before I get rid of it. <laughs> Nowadays, I swear, I buy new underwear every three months to six months. So, and they get torn up in like 10 times as fast as they used to. I don't understand it. Cheaper quality. Uh, I don't know, man. Let's see, what do I have on today? Um, armor. Is that? That is under armor. Ooh. Okay. I'm wearing the under armor boxer briefs. Nice. Black, got that nice, you know, compression, not too much. You're so hip and cool. Oh, it feels good, and they're great for, you know, doing anything where you're moving a lot so you don't chafe at all. <laughs> well, I am wearing, um, since we're talking about underwear, and I don't want to feel left out. Okay. Hang on, let me drop trowel. Yeah, man, these are uh, these are Hanes. They're, the, they're like the relaxed briefs. You know, they're not huggy. You know, they're the boxer briefs, but they're not like ultra huggy around the legs. They got kind of a relaxed feel. Uh, not a tight band, more of a knit band. I kind of dig that due to my uh, <clears throat> um, sexy handles. <clears throat> That's what I'm calling them sexy handles. Fuck you. Uh huh. Yeah, I like these. My wife buys me these. I got like. A bunch of different kinds. I'm not really sure. Really? These are the only ones I... Okay, I take that back. I do have superhero underwear. I I did have a pair. <laughs> I, I bought, like, in... Um, uh, my sister, my sister-in-law, when she, she was uh, working at AH, A, or H&M in Ohio, I went up there to go, go visit. And uh, I think it was 2010. I bought a mm-hmm. pair. And I'm going to be honest with you... Um, they don't fit. My six-year-old could wear them now. I don't oh, know what shit. I don't I don't know what happened. I think it was because I had literally came back from Afghanistan like a year before, and I hadn't gotten gained no weight since then. Uh huh. Yeah, they were uh, not comfortable. Dude, I I wore like twenty-eight thirties forever, and trust me, I was not fitting into a twenty-eight thirty. Like, I had a third leg sticking out because my feller just kept falling right the hell out because those things didn't fit. I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I wear 32s on some styles. Otherwise, it's a 34 waist. Yeah, that's where because, I got 34. Because the, it, it, there used to be a time where you want to get, like, if you had a large shirt, it was a large shirt. 
You want a mm -hmm. 32 inch waist? You got a 32 inch waist. That's now, right. Now, nowadays, if you want want a large, you have to try it on because oh yeah, this this could be a large if but but you know if you're more on the low large or on the wide large, it's it doesn't exist anymore. So that's why I tell people stop buying me shit. Let me just go try it on. If it works, it works. Right. So yeah. My wife got me a large sweater from this place. Yeah, large my ass. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know if you got this Abercrombie and Fitch. I don't know <laughs> where, what little person you got this. I mean, it, it fits pretty good. It's a, it, like I use it for a workout sweater. It's a good workout sweater, but that's what I use it for. And, you know, it's a little snugger than I'd wear out for comfort. Yeah. Look at whatever happened to that. You buy a large, it's a large. Medium's a medium. Now you got to know what company. Oh, well, I know that night I wear a little bit bigger. Yeah. You know, ah, shit's annoying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, uh, folks, it, it is time. we got to go. Um, oh, we do. We do. Yeah, we got to go. All right. Hey, uh, we, we might bring another one up on Wednesday. We don't know. So stay tuned. Be good to people. Don't be a douchebag. And um, smile a lot for no reason. <laughs> Especially when other people are pissed off. That's right. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Don't be a douchebag, bro. Bye. Bye-bye, nipples.